Gamers, welcome back. You're here with the OGs, an OG episode with Casey and John. Uh, this is kind of our old format where we just kind of jump on, uh, kind of have a little chat sesh, talk about what we've been seeing lately uh, in our day to day. And today's an especially important day in the marketing world because oh, yeah. it is none other than Black Friday 2022. Welcome to our Black Friday Live. John, how you feeling this wonderful Friday? Dude, it's my favorite day of the year. I mean, I don't know. A lot of people are like, you got to work on the holiday weekend. I'm like, yeah, but it's so fun, though. Like, it's like the most fun day I have at work all year. Um, So, yeah, no, dude, it's a good time. It's a little different this year. Uh, Anybody who caught my Twitter thread, I don't know, quite a few weeks back now, I'm not as structured anymore. Um, Casey still is as structured. So this is a weird one because it's probably the first time ever on black friday that you have more data like to look at than i do um but yeah i've got i'm still working with a with a couple brands that are that got some sales going and stuff like that so i got some macro trends i can go over but how about you how about you how are you doing you got are you buy have you bought anything today i haven't yet today um are you gonna buy anything yeah i'm sure i will you know i guess maybe it's being a martyr maybe it's just like a personality thing but like the right deal will come to me at the right time like it's kind of hard to avoid it you know i trust the black friday gods to yeah i mean it's not the gods like we we know how the other wheels get in motion yeah we've we've seen too many cows slaughter did not pretend to know how (laughs) you're supposed to enjoy a cheeseburger i guess yeah there's something like that yeah i got dark i don't know i do i actually think i'll buy i haven't bought much either but I do think I'm going to buy uh, my, so my wife's just been sending me stuff all day. That's been, that's how <laughs> nice. I'll figure that's out thoughtful. the deal that that's comes to me. That's thoughtful of her, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Just texts. Uh, hey, here's the stuff IG you can buy rules. for us so that I'll be happy with you. Right. Yes. Thanks, honey. She's giving me the roadmap. Uh, so yeah, no, I mean, I, I do know, I actually already know I'm going to end up buying some stuff before the day is out, but um, it'll be good. It'll be fun. That's what the, that's what it's all about. We got it's like games got to support gamer. I, I don't know something, um, but I feel weird not buying anything. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, so what are you seeing across the structured? I've got like a couple things here that I'm seeing this year. What's working? What's not working? Um, what are you seeing yeah. across the structured group of brands? Well, yeah, I mean, I know we're going to be sharing some uh, some examples, some emails, some ads that we're we're seeing today. Um, we'll talk about those. So we'll get into some like finer examples of things here, but just generally across the board, um, there are some like year to year trends that, that I think are worth mentioning. And, and with that data that you're, you're talking about, John, I, I don't know that it's exactly what you'd expect, uh, but maybe we should have seen it coming a little bit more. Cause the, the main thing, when you first asked me to, to pull something out, that's kind of in general across the board, across a lot of the brands that we see, uh, at this time, the first thing that came to mind was demand planning has continued to be difficult for brands you know like right we're seeing uh hero skews sell out kind of earlier than you'd expect on on a successful a successful uh black friday which a lot of brands are killing it right now but a lot of those like top skews have been sold out already on our side for a couple days maybe a week um which is fine if that's what you plan for a lot of the brands you know they have they have plenty of options plenty of great things to sell on their site but from a marketing point of view I think naturally you're you have to make some mental adjustments when some of those hero skews are gone. You know, you have to yeah. temper expectations or at least be aware that things could turn right. south quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that we always would say, especially in e-commerce where 
we're not always running ads like to, hey, like add to offer landing page type of thing where, you know, if you run out of stock, like so, so let's say you have a product and you're running ad directly to a product page. If you run out of stock of that product, your ads are going to tank immediately, right? Like quickly. Um, and that's kind of like traditional direct response marketing is like that or it's yeah. in a funnel or whatever. So if you run out of stock, it's like, you know, right away because that whole campaign tanks and you can just turn it off. But with e-com, a lot of times we're running catalogs or we're running ads to collection pages or sometimes even the homepage or whatever. And when the hero, it's like a slower death that it's like harder to notice sometimes when it's like, oh yeah, some of our best selling SKUs, even, and I'm not even saying products, sometimes it's like SKU, right? Like the color variant or the size variant runs out of stock. Right uh like performance takes a dip and you don't really know why because you know everything's still in stock and stuff so yeah i mean i definitely when uh that's funny it's it's what five o'clock my time five o'clock mountain four o'clock pacific on black friday and you're talking about already it we're we're the first day into the bfcm weekend which we all know everybody's starting early these days but um and you're talking about hero skews are already out of stock for some brands which yeah exactly like i feel like in 2020 basically what happened was sales were incredibly good <clears throat> everybody was nobody could get product that was the problem right and, and we would set the table of that year there was a lot in the air at that time too we didn't i mean sure everybody was at home but we didn't know for sure that everybody was going to be spending in record amounts because there was not a lot of confidence in paychecks coming in for a lot of families. And right. stuff. So that was a boom when we didn't expect it necessarily. Yep. And on top of that, it was hard to get product. Um, right. And then in, and so, so that, all they were, yep. All, all founders were thinking about at the end of 2020 was like, a, like procure product, like get the product and, uh, and then we'll be okay. And almost all of them over planned for, uh, for 2021. Uh, and like, and it was kind of like a struggle, right? Like that puts you in a right. really tough cash flow position. But, it, as, feel, as but it feels like for those people, potentially the same person could have been double burnt from both ends, right? Like exactly. first year, you feel like you missed a huge opportunity, you yeah. know, in the, the first year of the pandemic when everybody is buying in record numbers and you go, dang, I really should have like, you know, took a bigger swing. I should have ordered more products, should have had just more stuff yeah. ready to go. And then, yeah, you, you, you couple that with, kind of a, a down year you know uh yeah even like a normal like a return to normalcy right and uh which is down in comparison is what i mean down down when you've got some big invoices to pay yeah exactly right. and uh i think uh it, it's a couple things i think there's a couple things at play there so first of all um a big big principle that i i don't talk about a lot because it's kind of like you don't want to un like if other people are tooting your horn for you, you don't like want to untoot it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but uh, we all do this. Marketers especially do this. Salespeople do this. Uh, founders do this thing where they claim more credit for a success than really is due to them. If that makes sense. So it's like if they're a weighted attribution modeling some kind of win, like they're waiting their, you know, th whatever it is that they did or their capabilities is higher. And what I mean by that is uh, that boom of 2020, it probably had a lot more to do with the pandemic than it did to do, than it had to do with you or me or anything we did, right? Like right. that's what it had to do with. There was stimulus money. There were people at home. They wanted stuff that, you know, could help them be at home more bearably. And it just, that's how, and they're bored, right? And they didn't have any, there was no travel or anything like that. Experiential things yep. weren't competing for wallet share. 
that had more to I do with that, it than you or I ever could. It influences macro stuff, influences it more than any of us ever could, right? I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's it's interesting how like the the main person who would find this show interesting, who deals with marketing on a day to day basis, you know, will until our face turns purple, we will look into tools to help us decide attribution between one channel to the next. But when it comes to these like enormous factors that the whole world is kind of facing at the same time, or even if it's like local stuff, you know, like, yeah. you know, whatever the case may be, like it, it's not as easy to find that it's not as easy to parse the data. So we go, well, let's just generally kind of not think about that then when yeah, that's not necessarily the best move. It's a pretty conservative approach, I think. It's well, and look, we can't control it, sure. But at the same time, when uh, you're in a physical product business that requires demand planning and uh, ordering ahead of time, you like you can't ignore it, right? Right. Um, so yeah, that that's one thing I think that that year showed, and I see that over and over, even from people who've learned it. Um, I'm consulting now for a company that's like a really big info company. They sell like real estate investing communities and courses and stuff like that. And they have this issue with their salespeople. Their salespeople sort of claim more credit for like, they think like, hey, we're the engine that's driving this whole company. And it's like, yeah, but that person's on HGTV, like the brand personality, they're on HGTV on a house flipping show. Like they're famous, you know, <laughs> like maybe it has a little more to do with them. Like, or, or and, and vice versa, that person has it, thinks it has everything to do with them. And it's like, oh, but are you managing a, a floor of 30 salespeople? You know, and are you driving all the leads to those salespeople? Um, and, and every piece, on, on... every link in the chain thinks they have more to do with it, but it's all the whole chain. And I think if we're being honest with ourselves, we've had enough experience working with brands who have some kind of like high level like influencer or, or some kind of personality that's that's well known right. where we've we've been on both sides i think of those coins where we felt like we're on both sides of those coins sometimes we we oh, yeah. know we're benefiting from the celebrity of one person and and like maybe we believe we're doing like the best job possible and somebody else wouldn't do as good a job but we know it's not hey man the way i grabbed that headline is the reason this email worked and the other you know like we know better but then other times we've we've come into brands from influencers you know founded by influencers and they're not meeting their projections what they think they should accomplish and we can come in yeah. and help them leverage that a little bit better way and all of a sudden something turns up and go wait well yeah. now we got, at least got to acknowledge it's some kind of combination of factors which is yes kind of essentially what this whole thing is about i'm saying there's so many uh so many factors it, it gets complicated trying to uh take too many learnings from any one thing because yeah. in honesty black friday is such a short time you have to look year to year to get any significant data. And I mean, how many years are you going to pull back from? You're going to go the last yeah. 10 years. Right. You probably don't, you haven't been around. Yeah, exactly. It's really hard in e-commerce. Like I always call it to me, I always kind of guess tongue in cheek or uh, joke tongue in cheek that e-commerce demand planning is, it, we should just call it e-commerce demand guessing. Um, and, and, and some, and it, honestly, there are some that have actually like are good at it, but they've got a, they have like multiple years of data. They have good supplier terms so they can like order small and turn quick, which is another thing I want to call out about, uh, this year in this particular lesson. Um, I think if I'm going to read the vibe of most founders that I'm talking to right now, um, they've been on two sides of a problem. They've been under inventoried and they've been over inventoried. Um, and it is to me pretty one clear feels better which than the other generally one feels better than the other, right? Being under inventoried is a bummer, right? Like you feel like you're missing stuff. You feel like you're missing out on sales. You know what I mean? You're but you don't start worrying about life 
problems yes. nearly as much. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. When you're over inventoried, that's when you start to have like real problems. Um, and you start to like that trickles into other people in your organization having real problems. And um, that can lead to making worse decisions. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Desperate. One bad decision can beget the next. Yeah, cash desperate decision making. Exactly. And um, yeah, so I would say that there's a better side to err on at least, right? Like you don't always want to just be out of inventory, out of stock, but um, you know, then you're leaving money on the table for sure. But like, it's better to err on that side. Um, plus, you know, if you actually legitimately are running out of stock regularly, I mean, like it creates its own little marketing hype. Couple things that, speaking of which, a couple things I wanted to call out that I've seen this year. Um, the lead up being something different. So uh, the out of stock thing actually made me think of this. I work with a brand. Um, I'll just say who they are. It's Ondar. You know, it's it's the wallet. It's the the Ondar wallets. I'll, wallet. I'll show an ad. I'll show an ad for them later, but. They're pretty dope on our wallets. Uh, they got a little that little feature there. Got the switchblade feature. Sorry, I don't know how cameras work apparently. Um, but uh, what they have actually been leading up with is um, they have a collaboration with a really big influencer, um, and her product runs out of stock constantly. Um, so essentially, they like restock it and it and it runs out, and they restock it and it runs out. And they started this um, and and they really hit a big restock in like August. <clears throat> and then they've been on this cycle of restocking a couple times a month since August. And that's been huge because we've been able to pump spend up in September and October, which are traditionally really hard months to spend up, spend in. We've been able to pump spend up in those months a lot and get a ton more traffic in, get a ton more subscribers onto our list and do so profitably because we have these big restock drops. And then Black Friday hits and it's not a restock, it's a sale, right? And and now we have all of this traffic, all these people on our subscriber lists, um, all this traffic to kind of like retarget and everything. And it's going really well. Their Black Friday sales up uh, big time year over year as well. So um, leading with something different. So like, I think a lot of people did this thing where they're like, ah, September and October is so hard. Let's just start early. I I've said before, I'm not a big fan of starting super early, um, but doing other things in September and October that are going to allow you to just spend more without just losing money, right? It's another conservative approach, I think, starting early. You know, you 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 raise your confidence that like you aren't going to be left, you know, laying an egg and and sitting on a ton of product you can't move, but you also realize you might miss out on like the most efficient time, probably. Yes. So you, you might spend more to make the same amount, um, mm -hmm. which just leaves you feeling like that, like, oh, you kissed your stepsister kind of thing. You're like, yeah. Yeah, kind of. I mean, you don't even know when you do it, right? That's like, the thing. You're like, yeah, we're the only ones who know because we do a lot of different brands. So we can kind of like cross. Even then, though, it's like guessing, that. right? Like, we're just guessing. Right. Yeah. We, we have a best guess. Yeah. Um, the other thing I've noticed is it's a buyer's week. So. Uh, we, I have another brand that I run for that is actually my brand. I, I'm a part owner of it and we don't, we're not really black Friday oriented. We're not like holiday. It, it's very much buy for self and it's a, our, most of our uh, money comes from a membership and it's been an incredible, like usually this time of year, CPMs go up and all the non Q4 brands struggle during this time, time of year because CPMs don't go up and people aren't buying things for themselves. Not for us. I mean, not this year. Like this, it's been one. It's been a year where it's been like, no, we've had our best weeks on Facebook in the last few weeks, and this week is no different. Like it's it's really good. I think people are just wallet out, right? Like people are kind of ready. Like I don't know, they got that payment info saved on their 
um, on their IG or they got the on their brow. Like it's just, you know, easier for them to buy or something. But um, yeah, that's one I've noticed is brand. We're not even running an offer for not even advertising anything. Black Friday for is having a really good time right now. Anything, Definitely. anything there? So, you wanna... Sorry. Sorry. I was, I'm, you know, behind peek behind the curtain here, but I'm, I'm yeah. trying to make sure I have my things ready to show uh, yeah. because we got another segment coming up here. Uh, before we move on, though, I want to make sure, did we cover all the general trends that we at least wanted to mention? Obviously, we could talk all day about that, but we wanted yeah. to kind of keep it light, do some fun teardowns. I think it's a little bit more uh, yeah. you know, actionable for a lot of people. We sometimes get into that heady like mindset, the ideas right. you need Stuff. to have. Um, I- I got one more that is a little more actionable. I have, I have one more that is a little bit more actionable as well. Um, specifically on Facebook ads, uh, everybody across all of Twitter and everything is saying like Advantage Plus shopping um, campaigns or Advantage Plus campaigns are doing really well. So I actually am finding that uh, what would have been formerly called DABA, I guess would now be called Advantage Plus catalog campaigns um, are outperforming my Advantage Plus shopping like or my advantage plus campaigns vastly so we have a brand where we're running advantage plus and then we have another that's a manual setup with uh catalog ads to broad audience and it is yeah it's killing i mean it's at probably 20x the spend at a better return um than the advantage plus stuff so if you have a catalog so all we did though is <clears throat> we used our black friday and i'm going to show one of the assets we used our black friday assets uh in collection units right so Black Friday video with that uh, with that product catalog underneath, and that's that's worked really well in Black Friday copy with the with the carousel catalog. So that's like a pretty actionable one. Just if you if you don't have them going already, run those catalog campaigns and just use your Black Friday copy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said, you're going to show uh, some examples, but we have at least one good sized brand, very successful. Um, high efficiency account on Facebook, we're seeing uh, very similar. Uh, it's results. mostly catalog, yeah, mostly it's catalog like... and scaling. Just honestly, leading up into this, catalogs were crushing. Catalogs are still crushing. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, that's. I don't want to overextend and say it works everywhere like crazy, but obviously, when when the right circumstances there, like I don't, I think sometimes there's a a, a desire to overdo something, you know, um, when yeah, you know, not to get into the next section yet, but I think there's a general theme to where like that we we tend to have on on issues that are similar to where you don't want to test just to test, and you don't want to like lean too far into something that's so vastly different than what works already in the account. You need to right. be kind of smart about which battles you pick, and and so that when you get answers to data, you actually know what to do next, not just like, well, that was cool right. that we found out that works. Um, so. Yeah, I, like I said, when when catalogs are crushing leading up to Black Friday, like hey, no <laughs> crazy need to like let's shift spend, uh, you know, yeah, eighty percent of that spend. Let's put it over here now, like that. Well, no, yep, we just ran Black Friday catalog campaigns with Black Friday copy, and then make sure all of our because those catalog ha- campaigns up um, land people on product pages. Make sure our yep. product pages make it really clear what the deal is. I'd even go. I mean, depending on the brand, of course, but <laughs> there might be some brands where they don't even need like a full new copy variation you know if you have like a really proven uh you might you might just run some proven copy uh but i would say it's probably not a bad idea to at least test some like new copy headlines like black friday something signal that you're acknowledging 
it's Black Friday. We always say keep keep your evergreen ads running for sure. Right. Um, yeah. But cool. Should we but get even in, some in the testing stuff? Even in testing for Black Friday, I think you have to create a control group of your testing super quick. And I think you just go right. like, what's kind of the smallest shift we can do from the proven winners to like something that's new and Black Friday facing, but not like something we have high confidence in basically that we're probably right. going to keep running the whole time. Maybe switch out the headline kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. High, 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 uh, high floor, as I would say, low, maybe, maybe some low ceiling. Cause you're like, it's not really right. hitting on all the black Friday notes. That's okay. Let's, let's yeah. create a bar that we want to make sure we get over with some of those right. more aggressive, uh, plays. Yep. Cool. Should we get in some teardowns? You want to start with, uh, some email, some black Friday emails you've gotten so far? Yeah, sure. Let me go ahead and pull this up. Uh, it's funny. We've, do this so often and i still am like where do i hit the... where do i it's the little plus sign at the bottom we're just too many uh too many different things we share on you know <laughs> all right, i think this is the right guy there we go heck oh, yeah the, all right you just see all of casey's inbox right now i guess just your promotion tab. so this one okay to be completely honest i did just kind of do the like hit promotions tab just yeah. kind of the whole first page before I actually hit. There's plenty to draw from. There's, so yeah. um, I haven't thought about these a ton, but I did try to group them at least enough to where we might be able to have some conversations about a certain play. Um, I have yeah. uh, four pairs, essentially. So the first pair I want to talk about, essentially, um, without even looking at the rest of the email, that's kind of how I, <laughs> I categorize these. These first two are just calling them big, stupid offer emails. <laughs> like, And that is nothing... Right against these brands nothing against their marketing it's actually a compliment i think that's like the kiss method keep it simple stupid this embodies that to a t you know both of these i don't need to scroll at all sure i'm on desktop most people are opening their emails on mobile by the vast majority but the principle holds true on on mobile on desktop wherever you're looking at this you're going to see their offer front and center there's no way you open this email Mm -hmm. and you don't know what the offer is immediately same thing here. Oh. They happen to be the same offer, and that's kind of one of the reasons they're grouped together is because it's not just that the offer is front and center. It's an offer worth putting front and center. So, yeah. What do you uh, thought? You're a brand you, that can afford an aggressive offer. Use that to your advantage. Don't bury the lead. What are your thoughts on that, the up to thing, right? Because I think a lot of people... Uh, the criticism is the criticism is that it's like, oh, up to 60% off. And then you go to the site and there's like one crappy item that's 60% off and the rest of it's all 30% off or something like that. What is your what are your thoughts here? It's weird, right? Like as marketers, sometimes we, you know, when we have to to create narratives or, or make our best guess at why something's happening without data to inform us, sometimes it, it, we show our bias of like, oh, people who aren't marketers don't even... They don't even catch that, right? But like, I think at this point, for a while now, most people are aware of the like messaging, of like get up to, and that that could right. be something that happens. At the same time, I don't know that the average person is willing to taste that, take that risk. You know, if assuming you're on an email list for a reason because you're interested in the brand, when you see get up to sixty percent off, you can't automatically assume unless you know that brand already does this a lot. You can't automatically assume it's the worst case scenario while right. still being true technically. I think you yeah. want to assume the best. Um, you know, if you're literally opening up the promotions tab to buy some stuff, <laughs> you're, you know, you're on that buying fever. I think it, it, it remains especially true on Black Friday, but really any sale that it's actually an aggressive, good offer. Um, yeah, I keep it simple, stupid, you know, like put it front and center. That'd be, yeah. it's not always the best move, but I, I find it's one of those main things that a lot of brands just kind of miss the boat on right 
out of the box. And I'm like, hey, we got that's a foundational piece. It's like when you got an offer, yeah. use it. Um, just scrolling through the rest of this pretty quick. Um, you, you, you can talk through it if you want, but just wanted to show the rest of this. Pretty simple email otherwise, which kind of lends itself to that theme. You know, show some products, but mostly keep mm -hmm. it simple. Most brands are pretty big fans of adding the code into the email so that, you know, you have something to reference back to, not just a coded link, um, right. just to, you know, so people don't get lost in the funnel and then not know if they're getting the discount or not. Avoid all that confusion. Um, on this one, a little bit more to it, but essentially the same idea. Just show some product, a um, little bit, a few more calls to action, maybe sprinkle through on this one. Uh, but really similar styles. I consider this basically the same, same play, big stupid offer. John, yep. I, said, I said my piece here. Yeah, my, my thought, and I think that, um, when it comes to showing bias, I think marketers show their bias too when they say things like marketers and founders show their bias when they say things like, well, that's misleading. That like I hate when brands do that when it says up to 60% off and you go to the site right. and it's only 30% off. Like, all right, well, if that's what your offer is, you have like one item that's 60% off and the rest of your store is 30% off, uh, do me a favor, split test two emails um, mm -hmm. and make one of them say, make the exact same design except for one says 30% off or at least 30% off site-wide. And one of them says up to 60% off. And you tell me what performs better, right? Like there's a reason everybody's doing that. Now, if you from a brand perspective are like, well, I just don't want to be that kind of brand. That's fine. That's your decision, right? Like that's totally, you know, if you feel like it's not an on-brand thing to do, um, that's totally okay. But from a performance perspective, um, I definitely have a hypothesis there, right? Uh, and it is that the bigger number would win. What you just described, I'm so glad you brought it up too, because that's uh, like like a founder or some high level like decision maker taking like one loud negative voice or, or you know small amount of loud negatives, letting that speak is like that's like half the people, you know, like it just seems it's like yeah, when you had multiple create content and you get, get one negative this. content in a sea of positive stuff, you know, and you what what stands out to you is the one negative, and right. you you attribute too much weight to that one negative voice when a lot of times it's you, you have to realize you can't please everybody. And a lot of those decision makers, they find themselves in those kinds of uh, those uh, circumstances all the time. And I think the more you have that kind of understood, just like you can't please everybody. Let's at least please the people who are going to be the easiest to please. Let's give them what they want. Right. Um, the last thing I just want to touch on before we move on here um, on theme with these uh, in the subject line, they're actually calling out the offer too. So, I'm not always, I mean, I would say I'm pretty aggressive when it comes to offers, add them into subject lines and stuff. Sure. Uh, I think that's a good idea as a general practice. Sometimes it's nice to leave a little teaser, uh, mm -hmm. you know, tease a little bit to get the click into the, to get the open for the email, then put the offer front and center to get the click through the email to, to your landing page. But on Black Friday, especially with as juicy as offers get, just cut straight to the point, put it right in yep. the headline. It's worth it. Yeah. That's what people are looking for. Cool. Let's move to some ads. Let's, do, let's go. Um, I got it. I got it. Right. Oh, same thing. Oh, at least you, I was faster than you. All right. There you go. So some of these are ads we have insight on. Some of them are not, but I pulled up the, uh, I pulled up the ad library version of each of these. Um, okay. So let's hit this. I think if you're watching this show this far into it, you probably can do the conversion in your head. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. People are familiar with this. I've been searching everywhere for an affordable two-door cabinet piece and wasn't having any luck until my friend told me about Nathan James Furniture. I ran to their website to check out what all the hype was about. All of their products are on trend and seriously a breeze to assemble. 
This elegant and low cabinet fits perfectly in my minimalist space. I'm obsessed with these gold accents. No more paying for overpriced furniture. Just head to nathanjames.com to find the perfect addition to your space. So uh, this I wanted to pull up as example number one is because I think this is probably the first move I typically recommend is that's an evergreen ad that said nothing about Black Friday in it verbally. 100%. The only thing that has Black Friday at all is right there, that overlay. Um, that's like move number one. Just take your best performing like ads that already exist and just throw overlays on them and right. run them as Black and Friday. And we foreshadowed I mean, like, this. Already, right. Right. Yeah. So, and it looks, you know, we did, they did change the copy up, but Black Friday copy, Black Friday overlay, simple. That's move number one. Right. And, and I'll show some other things too. Like I kind of am going in progression of like, that's move number one. Then I'll show move right. number two second. Um, the only down criticism I have is that of this is, I don't know if the, maybe they had to throw this really together really quick. I don't know if the subtitles are usually right there in that box or something like that, but there weren't any, if you were watching with sound off, um, but you know, maybe that's maybe on purpose, maybe that's already proven. Maybe it's already proven out that way. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get your, uh, I get what you're saying about that. I would say generally before we judge through like a black Friday lens, I think you're, you're wise to call out, like you have to judge through like a regular lens first, like an evergreen lens yeah. almost. Um, because yeah, if this is something that's working for you, you want to start there. Um, and it's pretty easy to see that that's what happened here. So you make a small variation and you try to hope that can be your, your level one move. And that doesn't mean you stop there, but it's kind of a necessity, honestly. Um, and I, I will say this for the people who make this content, uh, like you're saying, maybe it's covering up some subtitles, but you can see that this was probably some, this overload is probably something added in after the fact, like you said, for the sale. Um, right. Whoever made this content originally, this video, they had the wherewithal to to know their spacing for the things mm -hmm. they already added that that are probably native to you know if, if it was made on TikTok or whatever the case may be. Um, right. Yeah, they, they're they're experienced enough to know where to put certain things so that there isn't a ton of overlap. Um, and yeah, yeah, and work on different dimensions. I think that's yeah. something that I don't yeah, see a lot of these would get cut off in nine by sixteen or shoot, in, a, shoot a video that this this would translate to nine by sixteen really easily really easily and and um, vice versa right if if maybe it was shot in nine by 16 and we're seeing why it works here because right. nothing's yeah uh, probably was know, shot in nine by 16 that's yeah. that's really what i mean but it you know we, we saw this version first so. right yeah so so uh no i think uh, that that's a good point um yeah and honestly the reason i love these kinds of ads is uh i think a lot of black friday ads don't actually sell people the product Right. Um, and, and we might see some of that in a minute. Maybe I'm foreshadowing a little bit, but like this ad sells people the product. And then it's like also, you know, hey, we got up to 50, 60% off um, Black Friday sales. So, like, when you can get prospecting working, like net new customers working or, or demand generation working on Black Friday, like that's when you get the most scale. So, yeah, that's why I like that one. Um, move, let's move back to the next email, unless you got any more to say about that one. No, I think I'm all set there. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it's a valuable club to have in your club bag. Yeah, golf bag. What do you call club, a golf yeah, bag? Club. I think bag golf bag. Clubs. Bag of golf. <laughs> I would always call it like a bag of clubs. Bag Is of a club clubs? bag. That sounds weird in your, though. Golf in bag your bag. I don't like it. All right, moving yeah. on. <laughs> uh, not a golfer. Hashtag not a golfer. Yeah. Um, moving on to something else here. 
Okay, so to kind of contrast the last group that I showed, um, I'm going to try to compare the similarities first and then show you what the big differences are here. So these two emails, let's look at the subject lines first this time. Uh, you can see they try to do basically the same thing, right? Uh, subject lines are all about grabbing attention. That's kind of the first and foremost thing you got to do, especially on Black Friday, Black Friday. You have to win the attention game because... Even saying Black Friday or or some sales language like doorbuster, that does not make you stand out inherently on a day like Black Friday. Um, I think you need to you need to go to some other tactics. So like capital letters, you know, you don't want to abuse that kind of thing that can damage an uh, email uh, reputation. Uh, some emojis kind of like this, as long as they make sense with what the brand is, that makes sense. But again, offer. These guys did toss in their offer. It's not as sexy as the last ones we looked at, right? 60% off or at least up to. Even if this was up to 40% off yeah, site-wide. That's too. a weird, weird way to word it. But hey, again, they got that site-wide in there, so that's nice. Um, it's not as sexy, but it's still important to put it up there. Uh, but then we click in, and this is a mess, if I can just be fair. Yeah. You know, this is a good brand. I, why would anybody want to see this when they too first much. open up? Um, it could at know, least I, be laid out. It could probably be laid out better, at least, you know? A thousand percent. I have a feel. I mean, to be honest with you, I've looked at this email now like three times. I never really absorbed what the offer is because like, do you immediately just looking at this? No. It, yeah. Like I had to like really actually I, I was sitting here looking at it for a couple minutes and I was listening right. to you instead of absorbing the offer. Obviously, it's I mean, not obviously, but I already know it's some kind of like buy more, save more. Right. Which a lot of I mean, it says that right here, I guess. Um, a lot of people just kind of chuck it up to that and be like, hey, yeah, you got to go to the site to get the details there. Um, yeah. Black Friday, I'm probably a fan of letting people know what's in there. But just e even aesthetically, um, this just doesn't do it for me. I would probably, you know, if, if I just had to give one quick, you know, ping back to the designer on this, I'd say like, hey, let's probably start like a smaller font here. Medium sized font, maybe larger font here you know um right. also like the switching of the fonts i mean we're seeing three different fonts like right out of the gate just weird yeah. design ideas and i'm not the guy who talks about email design and what looks pretty all the time we know that if we pay attention to these episodes that i've talked about emails before um but you shared something uh, more particular with me that i want to touch on where you, you're a little bit more um classically trained maybe like you you've gotten some like classical design training um yeah. and i've been more like learn on the job kind of guy um even though i'm the creative strategist job title i, I still take a lot of my principles from things uh you've mentioned um and you mentioned like the sizing of font right the biggest thing in any one screen should be a certain size and then from there you know like your subheadline should be what half the size and then all other fonts should be like half that size and this yeah. is just like all headline font <laughs> drives right. me crazy um, I'll, I'll scroll through the rest of this and let you kind of uh, see it here. I think there's a lot of negative space here that's not doing anybody any justice. It's just like excess space you have to to kind of scroll uh, through. Honestly, Mitchell and Ness just has the what what, what is, they they what have the licensing deals that I mean it probably works. You know what I mean? Just because it's them, but like gosh, exactly. this could be so much better. Um, exactly, and that's. It's kind of like how I said we've worked with some big influencers or big brands where they know they're just not hitting their potential and you're not leveraging that that awesome like brand equity or the licensing deals that you already have. Um, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Please proceed. to break yeah, this down. yeah. So uh, I, it's funny because like a lot of times uh, somebody with classical design training, classic like graphic design training will say something looks good and somebody who's like a performance marketer will be like, it's not good. Right. Or right. vice versa. 
I think what we have here is like both the performance marketers and the classically trained designers could look at that first block and be like, that's not good. Like this is not, you know, um, yeah. it's in the other thing that drives me crazy about it. Will you go back up to that first block uh, real quick before I do, this is yeah. probably the only block that I'm like, Hey, actually solid job putting this in there. Not a lot of brands do this. <laughs> and I think it's smart, but it's buried yeah. too. Like it's not <laughs> what you lead with. Sorry. All the way up. Yeah. All the way up. Like one fifty so to two forty nine. Like why? Like that's so detailed. Like that's too much detail. Like just say spend one fifty get thirty percent. Spend two fifty get thirty five. If they want, if they're like, wait, but what if? Is it like the first? Then you like have a like you know on the site when they click through in like more fine print, put the actual details. But like you spend one fifty to two forty nine and get thirty percent. Like that. Like you don't need to clarify. You know, like now, and honestly, it gives me more questions. What if I spend two forty nine thirty seven? Like, is that in the two four? What if I spend two forty nine ninety eight? Like, is that in the two forty nine category or in the two fifty category? You know what I'm saying? So, like, don't do that. Like, All right. just real keep it simple. real quick. Keep it simple, stupid. Always right. Kiss method. It's so it's so fun to say too. Um, yeah. Real quick, because I know I got to ping it back to you. This one similar issue I have with it. Not as great an offer as we had in the first group. Um, yeah, this one, I think armor. those design people would be a little bit more okay with even the performance people, probably a little bit more okay with it. Has one of these kind of like menus at least. There's a little bit more going on here, maybe, but I think they just buried the lead. Maybe they don't have the best offer, but like that's it's not even included above the fold here. I don't know if on mobile it would be, it might be. Um, but it's still kind of like I don't know. There's just there's nothing to like get me excited about this. It's just says yeah. Black Friday, 30% off site. It's kind of like in the office when Dwight hangs a banner that says, it is your birthday, period. Yeah. Um, like, okay, cool. That whole top graphic thing, like that's what you're that's what you're leading with when somebody comes in. I didn't even realize that, I said Friday until like just now. Yeah, that to me feels like like a graphic designer, like masturbation, basically. I, you know what I mean? Yes, this is. And it's, I don't think it's one of those that another designer is like, super into either same thing with the performance angle it's like the last one i think the performance people and the branding people to go like this is a bad uh, this yeah. is a bad email either way this one they're both like this is like a c either way this is like average like we can do better than this yeah i will actually throw them a little chalk on the offer because i think for under armor that's really good so under armor has that it level of brand recognition so 30 percent off like yeah that is don't bury the lead lead with that um right Agreed. I think this would be better if you just took out that graphic. Black Friday, 30% off site wide. Yeah, you're right. It's not that poppy, but you know, if for Under Armour, then you're going into category one, you know, and just being like offer front and center, you know, keep it we, straightforward. Quickest critique I would make here is just kind of like a it's a mental thing. You know, you if you get into like a template kind of for anything, whether it's ads, emails, copy that you write, landing pages, whatever the case may be. We have some experience in everything because we're kind of uh, all around marketers. Um, I, I would say if you're if this looks normal to you, start experimenting more with like adding offers and like selling points into assets a little bit more because that's real estate you aren't going to get back if you have to use that for an offer. And you can also make the, the like headlines here a little bit more engaging maybe. Uh, because the offer already be spoken for even higher up in an even colorful, more colorful way, more eye catching way than this yeah. like black text on white background. So uh, without beating the dead horse here, same thing. Uh, but they also had a similar, you know, they put, they put the, uh, <laughs> they put the offer in the, in the headline. Good job. I, I, uh, I, I, I wonder what they're offer, doing with though. that. Yeah, go ahead. The black Friday dot, dot, dot. Like at least <laughs> this one, I would say they gave a little like it, the, 
saying Black Friday doesn't make you stand out, but at least they used capital letters to stand out a little bit more yeah. and some emojis and they got the offer offer sandwich basically. This one I, I think just like structurally I don't know. I don't even know why I clicked on it, but I just happened to. Then I didn't like what I saw, so I was like, oh I can tell it was sure. under armor. Yeah, it was because yeah. it was under armor. I don't really get what they're doing with that ellipses to be honest. Uh like because it's like I don't know if they're trying to like, you know, okay, we're going to dictate where mobile cuts this off type of thing where it's like, let's put an ellipses here so that if it get cut, gets cut on mobile, like we already planned for that. You know what I mean? Then it yeah. would just, the subject line would just be black Friday dot, dot, dot. If they did that and it actually works, that is pretty smart. Like, but I actually right. like just reading it and knowing the character count, I think it probably would cut out, out like black Friday, 30% dot, dot, dot. Like, I think it might go a little further than that, but like, you don't, I think most mobile browsers would actually take this whole thing, honestly. But yeah, that's, I, I think so, or maybe site wide, but um, yeah, I think it's, it just, you know, it, I'll shoot them some bail, just like you said, like, if it's something you know that works, uh, you can, lists are different and you can train your list to expect certain things, right. certain quirks and stuff from you, but like, yeah, just structurally, like, even though I don't love either, I think th these two are essentially the same messaging. This one's just done a little bit better. Um, this one definitely ellipses is off, but you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's just a little that bit one better, probably maybe. at least that problem. That one probably ellipses off after the like bar, honestly. Yeah, it's actually probably pretty similar to me if I'm being honest. I don't. I didn't. This this was my quote unquote bad block of, of yeah. emails. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, let's move do. on. John, hit me with that next yeah. ad. Stop oh, yeah. telling people what not to do. Um. All right, here we go. So if we remember, category one was take your stuff that performs well evergreen that sells the product talks about the product just put overlays on it this is step two so step one do that step two just make super simple straightforward black friday stills and you can also do a gif version of the same thing where you know maybe the text shakes around or that 30 percent off flashes or or these scroll by or something like that right like i think both have the stills and the gifs um but a call out I have here is, um, do we have a read more? No, we don't. If you are watching this and you do not know what clutch is, do you now know what clutch is? By looking what are at you app? doing? No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Yeah. You don't, right? No, like, uh, you don't. You don't. Charger. It does say clutch charger right here. Mm -hmm. But is it like, yeah, like still it's a little like a, a charger. Oh, I mean, maybe a right. lot, enough people could connect the dots. Like, oh, it's a portable charger. Um, I think, you know, if I were to bet, I... If I were a betting man, I would bet this is maybe their best performing ad. And I think this is the kind of thing that this is why people say, oh, stills, do stills, do stills. If it's their best performing ad, I think it has more to do with the fact that they spend heavy leading up to Black Friday and get a lot of traffic and they do a lot of press, you know, and they get a lot of traffic. And so they essentially just have a large group of people who are already familiar with them and then they can just put deal in front of people and it works. But if they had to do a lot of prospecting to scale on black Friday, this wouldn't really do the job. I, I, I agree with you. It's, it's kind of that, um, that take some proven winners and make like the smallest changes possible to kind of retain the, the juice, what makes it work in ad form. Um, it, arguably like taken too far right because like you said it's not actually explaining the product enough the one thing i guess i would add is if you aren't familiar with clutch it is at least like so simple that you can either understand kind of what it is you're like it's a charger i can you know just even from here i'm not we're not super zoomed in or anything like i can tell that's like a lightning thing yeah. you no know? and there's not a lot of things that look like that so it's right. it's at least interesting if i'm not aware of it you know you're like oh hey what is that you get some of that value 
Um, but I, I agree with you. It's maybe that's that's a that's a critique. That's a a valid critique there. Yeah, yeah, and we do have multiple versions, but uh, yeah, no, I think it's. Um, but yeah, I mean, it probably works well for them because they do have a lot of traffic to to read. They, there's a lot of people who already know what clutch chargers are. Sure. I, it's one of those brands that kind of lives on brand equity a little bit more. They kind of can play yep. the cool game. When a lot of brands get into that, they, they're doing it out of some like weird ego or I, I don't want to even say ego, but like they, they try to worry about that stuff too early. Um, yep. And this brand, like that's how they've had their wins. So yep. it makes sense to kind of lean into that uh, brand identity a little yep. bit more. I will say this too. This asset, you tell me where this wouldn't work. Just as good. Yeah. No, in, this in is a paid it, ad. This, this is could be this is good. If you've email. got traffic to, yep, this could be put in an email. Like it's very repurposable. And if you do have anyone who recognizes you or who you are, even if it's retargeting only, even if it's small, something like this will totally work. Even um, for agencies at the highest level, right? This is this is a theme that comes up a lot. There are preconceptions that just get taken kind of too far or like you think like hey i have this agency that they do all these different things you know we need wholly different assets for this channel as we do on this channel as we do for email as we do for uh sms um the the reality of that is a lot of that stuff is perceptional value if it's all wholly different right like if you have good data behind a certain asset or a certain style of asset like why wouldn't you take those learnings and adapt it you know, across the board, across all your, your channels. I'm not saying that they'll, it'll be apples to apples on every channel. You'll find right. the same thing works, but if it does, you know, there is a lot of value to having some, uh, universal, uh, assets. Right. Landing page does make it a little more clear what this is. <coughs> oh, sorry. Landing page does make it a little more clear what this is. Another call out I have here is, uh, look at this. They're actually sold out in pink, <laughs> sold out in white. Uh, but the ad has pink and white on there. A lot of people would criticize that. I will not. Um, I I think good on them. I think a lot of founders want to take those ads down when sure. uh, a product sells out. If that's their best print, that just gives me more confidence that it's the best performing asset. That is the best performing asset. Like, let it run. It's not like you're only showing that product. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, the offer still stands. So, you know, don't undo all your learnings just because somewhere in the ad there's a product that is out of stock now other people might be like well that's a bad brand experience maybe you know but uh again try it both ways i guess uh, I there's always more. trade-offs there's always trade-offs i couldn't agree more like when you hire somebody like john or somebody like me you're hiring performance marketer and it's not to say we can't change our lens a little bit but like if you ask us we're going to tell you what we think will have the highest success rate but we'll yeah. win the most for you and when you have something that has data behind it, um, and I mean, there's a reason why those SKUs sold out, those colors sold out, right? It's probably yeah. they sell the best. Um, so that's why they're front and center in an asset. I will always respect a brand um, that chooses to like lean into the data a little bit more and be like, hey, that works. You know, let's let's at least let it die its own death, I guess. It, let's at least let the spend dictate, the performance dictate that it needs to be turned off before we make the hasty decision that like, hey, people are going to be upset. Yeah. Because I know... I got a DM once that somebody was like, you put a pink one in the ad and I can't even get a pink one, you know, or like, even, or even on more. Black Friday, the average consumer has just like how he said, average consumer has definitely caught up to date with the, the language of like, get up to X. That's a trick. I think the average consumer is also well aware that people sell out in a matter of like minutes, you know, like yeah. on a certain sale on black Friday. So like if they get to an me. email that says like, or an ad that says like, Hey, check out this, like, 
that might have been sold out five minutes ago as well like yeah to, there's, to there's me it makes the black the white and the pink are sold out it makes the black actually like you know it's like oh I, I better get that right like they're still advertising those um but that said yeah like i mean uh what's even worse than like the dm thing of like oh i got a dm once is like i hate it when brands do that you know what i mean and that's yeah. how you're making decisions um now that said look there's a whole world of like customer experience as a job right and that's what so I mean, you yeah. just what I, what I mean, is, what I'm saying is like, it's fine if you want to make the decision to do that, but at least be intentional about it. Don't like make right. it based on your own biases um, or, and don't, and also don't only listen to your performance marketing team that wants to run stuff that might be actually like long-term damaging. So like yeah. be, be intentional and make the decisions with like as much like intentionality. And I don't want to say data cause you can't always get data on this stuff. Sometimes you just have to make instinctual decisions but make the decisions with as much intentionality as possible, not with not with your own biases or completely, like one person's completely. biases. You know what you right. know what's actually needed for you and your brand at that time, right. uh, because yeah, it, it's not the same for like I said how other brands might get caught up too early in like the brand equity kind of thing. Like, hey, we need to be like Nike. We need to be like Apple. How many how many freaking clients have we heard say that? And it's just yep. not as important as um, making some sales for today. Most brands. Exactly. Yeah. Like, hey, how long are you going to be in business? Like, right. like, can we talk about that? Like, are you like, are you having to cut people loose? Like, are you like, you know, things like that? Um, to me, is a lot more important than like, hey, are we as cool as Nike yet? Like, that's just yeah. If you I mean, judge yourself like that, you'll never be successful. Right. So, right. Anyway, let's see some, more, right, let's see some more emails. Some more not bad ones. Are these ones bad? Are these ones good? They should all be pretty solid from here on out. So uh, if, if you're watching, by the way, if you're listening to the audio only version of this, we haven't described these very well. You're probably not still listening, but you should just definitely go watch this episode on YouTube. Um. Yes, I agree. Uh, YouTube, YouTube, baby, baby. Let's go. Um. I don't know. I have no idea why I said that. But anyway, now we're looking at right. an email like from it. Flag nor fail you got to inject some personality into these things right like we've been going almost an hour now uh you get a little stir crazy you just kind of buttoned up the whole time um, all right so, this is interesting that you use them yeah yeah flag nor fail is a an interesting brand i'll just say um there's I, like i said i mostly pulled these up looked at them quickly and like put them into a category just from first glance i did not read the copy on any of these to be totally honest yeah let's see what i paired it, paired it with okay i remember now so what I wanted to point out about these two things is they have a, a cool, um, cool is not the right word to use, but they have an urgency factor that is just yeah implemented into this. So like we can talk about how this one might not be the best usage of space completely, uh, but hey, they, they listened to my first critique, put that big stupid offer out there right away. I love it. Yep. Honestly, if they want to take up this much real estate for a stopwatch, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't so, care because they put all the important stuff up above it already. And so they did that basically, other thing. You include the code yeah. um, so that people don't get lost in the funnel. And you have a call to action. You know what? If the email ended after that, yeah, it would be fine. So you can do whatever you want after. It's all boiled chicken after that anyway. So uh, yeah, exactly. It's all like explaining it a little bit more. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about. Yeah, this they already it's clicked okay on that top it. shop now button. Yeah. So I mean, it's dugout mugs. You know, it just says beat the clog last chance to get 45% off use code dugout Friday. And then the way they did the coloring, they put 45% off and dugout Friday, um, the code in different colors. Perfect. Like and then like we were saying, look at the design, beat the clock, use code dugout Friday, last chance to get, are the same size, last chance to get 45% off is bigger 
and then shop now is red which isn't used anywhere else other than when you're supposed to take an action which i love i, I love all of the performance aspects of design here and they did it without without sacrificing their brand um yeah the clock thing is weird for sure i don't like, even got care a clock i don't mind here it. that's stopwatch but yeah i don't mind it. honestly it's they like they didn't try to do too much here they led with that strong offer things you said they used that coloring to make sure it stands out they did kind of give some more logistical stuff a little bit more of an explanation down here which most yeah. people would have a critique of that if it wasn't included so you know my extreme take of like that might not even be necessary that's yeah you're pleasing everybody as much as possible and you have all this like real boiled chicken like in the footer down here for all the branding stuff you need connect with us on social yada yada of course yeah but like i think if i'm being completely honest from my experience with a lot of like really successful brands that hit a certain level this would probably get disapproved and i think that you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't let something like this run yeah. i would bet this performs well the only reason i wouldn't say for sure that this doesn't outperform a lot of dugout mugs emails it's probably because they take these principles and apply them to a lot of emails. So they probably have yeah. a pretty successful like, email. They're account. actually pretty good at email. Um, yeah. I'm actually going to take back the, the stopwatch thing, how we are kind of both like, eh, it's a little weird. You know what I mean? Oh, but I like whatever. it. I like this different. extreme motion that you don't normally see. And it's, yeah, it does I, I like scenario. that they're trying to do, I like that they're trying to do something else with their boil. They're like, Hey, that section's boiled chicken anyway. Let's try something weird. I don't know. But I mean, they didn't know? try to do Why too not? much, but where they did try to make a weird, not weird statement where they did try to go over the top was just like kind of main asset, which like is not fundamental to this, this thing working. They just didn't, it's not, they didn't waste time. It feels very efficient. Probably how they built this. Yeah. email. That's I yes. can sense from like an email marketer. I can just tell them like, they probably didn't spend a ton of time on this and it's probably a huge return on that yep. time. Um, exactly. Okay, so kind of grouping these together, same thing here. Uh, there's an urgency play here. They have a countdown timer, which a lot of email um, tools will let you do this now, add some kind of timer. Um, I can't remember if it's this one, but one of these that I have in here is an example. There's a timer. It's just, it's just a GIF that literally if you back out once and come back in, it starts at the same place that it started the last time. It's not a real timer. You can get creative with these things. If you don't know how to functionally do something on a, a certain platform, you can make shift certain things. And I really yeah. like that they have that right at the top uh, leading with that. And then that offer um, some, some kind of copy in here with not some, no crazy formatting, not necessary. Really. It's fine. Not a huge text wall. And then I love this. This is what yes. Call to, calls to action are important. And a lot of times, especially in email marketing, we just send, synonymize synonymize i don't know what the verb is for making something a synonym but we we tend to think of calls to action as buttons and yeah these could be buttons but i just why not bigger <laughs> it's more real estate you can click on that'll send you to where i want to go and they have it set up in such a way to like who isn't clicking on this up to 80 percent off it, the way this is laid out why wouldn't you you know you've opened it for a reason i think they're getting an intense amount of traffic through uh, the open stage to the click through phase. And this is a great subject line to get the open. I think the little emoji early, it's not getting cut off 80% off great offer and probably listing off their most popular, like yeah. uh, collections types of products. So I didn't so, call out the uh, same thing here. Kind of simple, put the offer in, you can still get yeah. it. It's not going to get cut off. These are savvy email marketers. I think running these emails for sure. Um, I'm going to call out a thing that's a little different that I loved that Flagnor fail did. And then I'm going to give them one thing I think they could have done better. Um, sure. This is, this is the anti-trend in e-commerce. 
where is their logo in this, right? So mm. I'm going to describe this. The very first thing you see when you open this very top center thing is the timer. Almost always for e-commerce brands, that's the logo. They put their logo top center and they might do it small and that's fine, right? Um, but that's not what Flag nor Fail did. They did they did it in the timer and then they just meshed their logo into the GIF that has their offer, right? So they have a, a GIF that goes Black Friday sale, it's flashing on and off and then they communicated it really well. 100 items marked down up to 80% off and the, the the logo is meshed in right there. So like fantastic. Yes. Like did not waste space with that logo taking up a whole little, it's not a, a big space, but that whole like, you know, space of. of and it disrupts that trend too, which yes. is nice. Yep. Seeing the timer first disrupts that trend. Here is, I do love how what, how they did their all calls to actions where they bucketed them and they said, hey, here's the up to 80% off section. Here's the up to 50. Here's the up to 20. Here's what I think they could have done better, especially if they're going to use text in their emails is uh, Flag Nor Fail. Is a, it's a very influencer driven brand. You have Rob Bailey and Dana Bailey, um, Dana Lynn Bailey, right? Um, yeah. I think they should be signing their emails off from at least one, like one of those two, probably Dana. Like I think she's maybe the more even put well themselves known. in the assets. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, ideally I think that's probably, I bet they're trying to get away from that because it's like too hard um, for, yeah. to, for them to be shooting. But is what's not hard is to have the person who writes your emails, just write it in your voice and sign off as you. Right. Um, and, and yeah, so I, for sure, if in if they could have done black Friday sales are here, you know, Hey, you know, hey, hey, flag nor fail crew, Rob here or Dana here. Then I would have been like, hey, now that text wall, that's a plus because it's like, you know, that that's uh, actually big opportunity in email for influencer driven brands. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a, that's a fair, honest uh, one uh, positive call out one semi negative. I mean, it's it's like you said, it, we're a little more understanding uh, just because of what we do that we know brands that are built on like a certain person's image or a couple of people like that you want to include it in everything, but it only stretches so far from an actual like logistic right. point. <laughs> from a logistic point of view, they don't want to be in every single photo shoot for every single drop. Yeah. Right. But they're like, Hey man, I was standing up for uh 10 hours yesterday getting just pictures yeah. taken of me at, I especially just... those two. They're very like, they're training, right? Like I think Dana yeah. maybe competes. Hey, they might like... get tired once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and it's like, that's not why they started this brand in the first place, you know? Um, sure. so yeah, uh, going back to some ads. So, um, member category one was run your evergreens, um, category two and just overlay black Friday category two was like, just make some like here, black Friday sale assets. Category three is the in-betweener. So this is an asset that still shows what the product is. Um, so this is by Ondar and it is an asset. The core asset is somebody turning the wallet around, showing the wallet and then showing the little mechanism that, you know, flips your cards out. Um, the kind of switchblade mechanism that flips your cards out. <clears throat> so the asset on its own takes somebody new and helps them understand what this product is. And then there's just an overlay on the top of um, shop our biggest sale of the year. It's not a long asset like that. Nathan James asset was kind of like long really explained it and stuff like that this is more quick to the point here's what the product is and it's on sale right now 30 30% off these are the assets that we're running in collections ad units with the catalog right um and uh so this one's not cuz cuz uh 
ads library doesn't show catalog ads, um, which is a nice little hack if you want to hide your ads, by the way. But uh, yeah, so this is, it's just got Black Friday copy, Black Friday headline and a Black Friday overlay over a very simple video that just shows what the product is. So it will work for the people who already know you and it will work for new people as well. Um, but it's, it's not going to work for new people who like really need to be sold on the idea, right? Like if they're already like, oh yeah, I kind of need a new wallet or I'm looking for a gift for dad or whatever. Um, that's who it's really going to work on. Which we, if there's been a theme, I think so far, I think maybe we oversimplify a little bit in the way that we say like, Hey, keeping it simple, generally a good idea. Um, I, I think there's a balance of like, Hey, you have to go after the low hanging fruit people who are already enamored with your brand been looking for that opportunity to buy sure you need to like gather those people and uh and and try to sell them but i guess you're limiting your potential if you're not also trying to think a little bit more true prospecting obviously because anybody can convert on a day like today or for the next few days um i will say this again just certain things pop out this was probably made by somebody savvy enough to understand like dimensions and i would imagine that this was uh yep this translates perfectly yeah, whether yep. whatever it was shot in or whatever, yeah, it works well. Um, which is just one of those like, there's no other way to describe it other than like when you're in the thick of things, like you just know there are certain, certain, uh, certain things you can. There's do a way to always... shoot your. Or there's a way to shoot like literally film your original assets so that they will translate super easily into a square bot, like a square format, like a one by one format, a four by five format, a nine by sixteen format. And if you're really good, even a horizontal 16 by nine format, but that's probably a little less important. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's just, it's a real pro move and you can kind of notice it when you see it. Um, Yeah. yeah, And that's just, it's just good practices. You know, you don't want to like spend all day like worrying about that, but if you just kind of adopt that as like, Hey, that's like a best practice uh, and you just kind of do it naturally. Like you'll just have more ammunition on every channel where you need it, you know? Uh, than yep. you otherwise would so uh good shout out by them i just i guess sometimes you don't even know how to like describe it but you kind of just know pro uh pros doing their job when you see it sometimes yep so, and and it's so, super well that goes without saying all the stuff that i would normally say about this i love the simplicity of like exp- showing what this product does like it, you don't need any more than this to sell this product right uh especially the other call out the other call out I'll make here is we don't see this much anymore. Link in the ad copy. Uh, they used to be like always link in the ad copy. And I, then we I'm came out with this. I'm still a fan theory. of it, kind of. I liked it too, honestly. Why does but, like, it hurt? I don't get it. <laughs> we came out with this theory essentially that Facebook drives the CPMs up if you put your link in your ad copy. Um, also, sometimes brands think it looks tacky. So if the brand thinks it looks tacky, this is actually a great way to do it. Like this is the biggest sale of the year at ondar.com. Right. Like it's a really natural place to like put, like just say on dar.com. More um, often than not, when a brand thinks something like, looks tacky, I'm like, I, I still like to do it. I'd like to try. Yeah. It. Yeah. Could we test it, please? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, don't, I mean, don't sleep on the link and copy. It feels like we really moved away from it in e commerce. Um, but definitely yeah. just keep testing it. Maybe Facebook does pump up your CPMs when you do it. And so, no, you know, if you test it in an ad account and that's happening and it's not working, then, then you don't have to revisit it. But, but don't forget about it. You know, we used to always do it. And now we don't do it so much anymore. Don't forget. It could still work. People don't forget. <laughs> I guess people do forget sometimes. That, right. Whatever. That's that's the point. All, all right. I think you have one left, right? I have one left. Yeah. Okay. I have one more group. So I'll, I'll go my round four here real quick. And the theme behind this round is I didn't know how to put it into any other 
category, I guess, that I had already kind of pulled up. So I think with this, <laughs> this is the true mixed bag. There are things immediately that jump out at me on both of these that I like, things immediately that I do not like. Um, so just looking at these real quick, uh, got to get this format of how to show these things down. Now this is the last round. I'm going to show you the whole thing first. There's not much to it. Um, and then we can talk about it. Same thing over here uh, real quick. Um, showing you here. So, yeah, for those that are just listening, I guess, the first one we're showing here is a an email from MeUndies. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we have just this, like, GIF asset kind of right underneath, just like a simple menu that has, like, a logo and a couple, couple links to different collections. Actually, it looks like it might all be one. Looks like the real thing is it's sending all the traffic to one thing. So that's a fake menu there. Um, then we have a, a GIF here that's just kind of cycling through essentially those same uh, call-outs from above, those same menu items. Um, and we have some, you know, backdrop of up to, what, 66% off with packs, which I believe is the subject line of the email. We have Pack Friday is like a different color kind of overlay on the same asset. Uh, our lowest price ever. Uh, another thing with this same secondary color kind of overlay on top of the, the image. And then the, the first thing that I really like the most about this is this kind of like interactive effect of this uh, call to action of the shop packs here. Um, it's a white button that has a, a cursor hover over and, and essentially do like a mock click and change buttons. It, it just looks like somebody's clicking on it. So I always like right. those things. I think there's an undeniable amount of like monkey see monkey do in human psychology where like, Hey, as opposed to a uh, call to action that just stays white and sits there. I bet this is helping people click more often. Um, other things I like, I like that there's a couple different colors. Um, I like that they do have the offer included here. Um, and I'll really quickly just like, just cause it's about the same stuff. Personally, I just don't like the color scheme. I think it's awkward looking, but you know, no accounting for taste. I'm colorblind as well. I will say this for the, they, they rode the line perfectly of like, you do have your offer front and center and it's very big, but it's hiding behind this GIF. Like, I can't really read it. Yeah. Uh, that's my main, just like, uh, on this whole thing. John, take yeah. over. I think they overlaying the products like on the offer. That's there's something yeah. awkward about that. Like, they could have laid this out a little bit better and it would be better. Um, trying to do too much. And in the same way, how I said, like, you just know a pro, a pro's work when you see it. There's a yeah. multiple things about this ad that tells me that like this thing was another one where I realized this is all one link in this header here. It's not really a menu bar. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know what that's doing for you. <laughs> really. It looks like somebody who doesn't normally do this. Maybe kind of. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think, yeah, if I were to redo it, I would do a different color scheme. Uh, and I would also probably, maybe not even put the maybe not even put like the products overlaid on the gif honestly you know something i'm just realizing this never actually uses the phrase black friday anywhere pack friday i guess is a play on black friday i'm just now realizing that uh because it rhymes but it also i don't think everybody gets that <laughs> so a little strange you know maybe black friday doesn't make you stand out compared to other emails in somebody's inbox but at the same time, it um, it definitely <laughs> it doesn't help to just kind of not bring it up at all. So, um, did you want to did you want to step through the other email as well? Oh yeah, sorry about that. Um, next one here, 
again, similar thing. There was really just like one thing I thought was interesting about it, uh, but mostly not in love with this email. Don't really like this headline. I think it's fine for the day, for the purpose, sitting in a sea of promotional subject lines. I don't think it's going to perform that well, although it's got it's fine. It's okay. Just time and a place for something like that. Um, another like kind of negative space sort of thing. Looks like this is almost like an accident, yeah, like kind of weird spacing. Um, this main, the offer, clear call to action for free meat, um, you know, showing some products. There's some good things going on here that should happen. Easy to just click through and buy. I know right away that this is a Clavio email. So I like their choice in uh tool and this main asset. I do like, there's something about this, like spiraling in me. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's because I like meat. I'm a dude, but like, it, it, there's something about the way this is done to where it's it, it's attention grabbing and it, it makes me want to click through. I'll be honest. Honestly, it's like a pretty dang good offer that they buried. It is like they kind of like squandered like a great offer. Honestly, we go back up yeah. to the subject line. Should be up here. The subject line is if you like delicious, comma free meat, comma this email is for you. Like that's honestly, not even. I would just. There's I would no just reason for those free commas. Meat. <laughs> yeah. If you like delicious, I don't even think that's the right usage. Yeah. Like I would have just put like free meat, you know, like yeah, or Black Friday, free meat, you know, and free, um, come get your, free meat. Claim your free meat now, you know, make it transactional a little bit, maybe right. um, something like that. Um, yeah, otherwise, you know, you have otherwise yeah. Have one offer waiting for you, free meat available. I don't know. Some, I don't, I'm getting crazy now. Yeah, Black Friday freebies too. Yeah, I don't hate the asset. I think that it's like they could have again been more like free me in it. But yeah, it's like they buried the lead in the in the subject line. They made the subject line really unex unexciting, and then they like made it like yeah, that top spacing is just not good. So can I just say yeah. one thing too? And this is pretty much across the board. And maybe I'm on the wrong end of this. Cause I think there's a time and a place and, and th there's data to support that this kind of thing works, but I just cannot support like headlines starting with plus you can do, I'm like, that is just, that is just never needed there. You know what I mean? Like this is already like a hard stop. This is a new block. You can just say you can lock in your 20 or your price for 2023. And guess what? This is five characters, like four and a half, like with a tiny little thing, same things going on here. That would have made it like a nice, perfect, like one liner with the same exact font. Like I just, I maybe I get I caught up in the aesthetic. Lock thing. in your price for 2023. Yeah. But even if you were, you want to have the, you can though, like just removing this allows this to be one line to be a lot cleaner. I would just love it so much more. Like there's just easy things on, on the table that I would use to yeah. optimize here. Maybe borderline too much text. When I was sending a lot of emails, I kind of had like a three to four line rule before I, wanted something else to shake it up and every once in a while you got to do like a couple paragraphs in a row especially if that's the only text you're going to put in the email that's fine yeah. um but like real quickly i would maybe try to reorder these blocks to have like this four liner of copy then something like this block then another little bit of text but really yeah. i just i think this is borderline on too much text for any one spot in an email especially yeah. when it's not like in a uh in an asset like it's just regular text and just you're gonna lose a right. ton of people right here so yeah. anyway, without going too long there. The, the, pl the plus doesn't make any sense. We pull it back. Yeah. yeah. The plus doesn't make any It's weird. Um, yep. And also the you can't, like if it were, you can lock in your price for, like that's a little passive voicey to me, just like lock in your price for 2023, right? Right. Um, yeah. The other thing that I'll call out, and I think I read, and I don't know why this is occurring to me, 
I think I read like a study on this once. If you're going to do paragraph text, like if there's like three to four lines of text, centered is not good. Like people don't follow mm-hmm. it very well. So you want to left align it if if you are going to put a text, you know, like a paragraph. I agree with that. And I'm generally, I generally don't agree with that in email because I wouldn't normally ever break that rule. I, like I said, right. it's usually four lines to me. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of, this is five lines for anybody who can't see, by the way. So five lines in a row, yep. especially following four lines of text right before it. Yeah, uh, It's just too much. This is officially a text wall, just barely, but it is. And uh, yep. yeah, I would agree. This should be left aligned probably at this point, but ideally I'd just cut some of it and yep. keep the formatting. Just clean it up. Right. Yep. Anyway, that's, that's what I had for emails. Uh, cool. John, you ready to wrap I'll, this thing I'll hit, up? I'll back clean up. Yeah, yeah, I'll back clean up with ads here. So um, I actually have a couple for the last one. That so was a nifty shift, by the way. I think I hit the remove my I thing. I know. Like, we should just, we should be better at that. Like, <laughs> Uh, so if people I'll are watching this deep in, they'll respect it too. Come on, <laughs> I know. And if you didn't drop a like on the video, you guys, if you're in here listening, yeah, that probably seemed like somebody was on the same screen changing from that last email to that, but that was Casey removing his screen and me putting my screen up that seamlessly. So, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'm, I got a couple here from Obvi. And uh, Obvi, I like to bring up and call out because Ash, you know, we know him and and he's uh, he does his own podcast and stuff like that. I've been on it and he's a super smart advertiser. Um, I've got some criticisms of these ads. Now, Performance Speaks, and I bet that, you know, I'm going to if I were a betting man, I would bet that this is his best performing Black Friday ad. But I'm going to push back on it and I'm going to say, but that's because of so many people who know about you. Um, because of all the traffic you're always buying, not because it actually performs better, not because it actually converts people better than the other ad that I will show. So here are the couple criticisms I have of this ad. There is some offer stacking here, which is kind of cool, right? Like Black Friday sale. So we have Obvi Black Friday sale plus and up to four free gifts, right? And it, and it kind of gives a little picture of the four free gifts. So, you know, he's really trying to sweeten the offer. And what this really is, I'll tell you now, is it's a buy more save more so you get 30 percent off site wide and then you get a free gift you know at, at different pretty small of, print on there right different levels of spend so it's like it that already like my criticism no, number one is i just feel like it's too confusing of an offer and it and i i would guess that obvi doesn't get that feedback because there's a lot of inside baseball happening in obvi they have like a really like a large community that will follow along enough to understand the offer. Um, so, I mean, that's maybe maybe it's worth it to do a confusing offer to like get all of those people to buy right now. Um, but I would say that like for anyone who's like even semi new to the brand, it's, it is a little tough to follow along. Like I think you could offer stack in a little bit less confusing way. My second criticism is because you're already got you already have this thing that's really hard to explain. This stuff that where you know they're showing the container, showing the fruit loops, like showing the bar, showing the container down here, that's probably not really needed in this. Like it's it makes this a little too busy. If you took all that out, I actually think that this asset would be stronger. Um, if it just said, you know, here's the offer and here's a picture of the four free gifts. Um, so here's one that I think does it a little bit better, and it's a video ad. Let me zoom out here. Um, yeah, and then I'll actually pair that one and say, okay, so if you saw that ad and then you landed on this page, you wouldn't really, 
again, you wouldn't really know enough because it's you you get okay thirty percent off. You understand that part of it. Plus, there's some free gift thing, but then we get right into you know products. So yeah, it probably works for people who really follow along with Obby. Um, but I would bet that like new, it's a little confusing for new people. Um, if new people come in through this ad, however, and they have you know audio on, then I think it could work. Obby's annual Black Friday sale is here, and their free gifts this year are insane. You can get this refreshing cucumber face mask, bamboo hairbrush, blue frother, and blue motivational water bottle. Spend more, earn more. Right. So it's like, if you got that confusing offer, I mean, she only needed 10 seconds, 14 seconds to really explain it. Um, but that, yeah, you, you've got to format it that way. So it's like, um, you know, everybody gets 30% off site wide and you could earn this, 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 or this. That's the other thing about all of the graphics. You don't really know what the gifts are. Do you know what those are? Without uh, Now you do that, because you saw no. that ad. But yeah, I, you did I didn't. Before. I couldn't tell from the ad, honestly, either. I can't. Right? See. Yeah. Like, it's let me even zoom small. in. Let me zoom way in here. Well, I mean, yeah, and that's like, like not that's man. not a critique of how we're showing it. That's I. I don't think anybody could see it on its native, right? You know, in its usual. Size. Yeah, I, I like you wouldn't see what the gifts are. So yeah, some critiques of Obby there. Um, what I will say is, I love the offer stacking approach. I also love that ad, that that video ad. Um, like kind of explaining so that's category number four of ads that i will call out is you got category number one just put overlays on your best performers category number two which is make specific black friday ones category number three which is the blend and category number four that's make ads like shoot new ads for black friday that talk about your offer so i love that they're going that far um and yeah i love that they're offer stacking uh, but a few criticisms, you know, obviously, uh, hopefully Ash has got thick enough skin and he'll probably maybe I'll add him on Twitter and and send him this and he'll just be like, you don't know what you're talking about. And he'll give me the numbers. Um, I'm sure it does really well, because, again, you know, there's a lot of of the insiders that like really follow along. So, you know, if that's the strategy, that's the strategy. Uh, it, but, yeah, I, th I think it could just be punched up a little. And some of the brands we show, you know, to be just completely clear with the audience. Some of the brands we show, we have some insight into, like we know they're, they're good marketers there. Yeah. And um, sometimes they're the exceptions to rules, but we, we still like, we use them as examples because a lot of times like, you know, the big brands, the brands you hear about, you want to imitate. And a lot of times that's what our message to other brands should be is like, don't just play that imitation game. Like um, I, I would say my main critique of, of Avi there was definitely the business factor. And it was kind of all over everything it was in the ad the first ad at least itself it and that went right through to the landing environment it's just inundated kind of with imagery uh, but not messaging you know it's you know what i mean yeah. by that like i'm not really getting what you're trying to tell me because it's just kind of a lot all at once like, yeah, you're excited I mean, about it though you know it's a big deal it, i don't know what the, the landing deal is. environment is built for mobile like to be fair but yeah that's no i totally get it um that's uh and I do like their copy. I like that it's like clean. It's it's you know it's nice and aesthetic. It, it is listing a little bit more about it. Like it's kind of listing the benefits of of what the sale is a little bit. I would say that the main uh, thing I would try to convey in any of these assets isn't necessarily every aspect of the offer, but that you need yeah. to click through to find out more about the offer. Yes. And then at some point in the funnel, and ideally on the next step, the landing environment, there's a more clarity you know right. it's fine to tease and i don't think that's what they're trying to do here is tease but it kind of is because you kind of like i can tell they're trying to tell me there's a good offer going on but it's 
there's a lot and i just want to yeah. click through quickly and find out and then i wish it was way more easily uh, you know described on the next thing like super efficiently right. uh, or as much right. as possible and maybe a video there that's not even like um designed to like be quick and capture attention and move you to the next step maybe a more explainer yeah. video of the offer there by I mean, some like founder long. or somebody you know yeah and honestly it could even be a gif there right she explained this in Ex absolutely seconds, just for right? a great way to make more real estate that would otherwise not be there and give more information with less real estate we learned that with diesel brothers because they do insane offer stacking where they're like you get this and this and this and this and it's so hard to explain to people that like you need to do a lot with a little real estate and a gif feeds the things to people one at a time so they can like oh i've absorbed that i've absorbed that i've absorbed that and now i'm still one scroll away from shopping which is what Avi was going for on that landing page that is a great call out too because if again to training your audience if you've trained them to anticipate hey that's not the only thing they have going on you know, and, right. and they kind of become their own detective. Like I know they have three or four offers happening at once that kind of stack um, yeah. like a diesel power gear. Um, same thing there. Like maybe they know that there are people like, hey, it's kind of they know how to, to toe the line of like we are more just kind of stirring up some like you're going to want to check this out yourself kind of thing. Yep. Um, and I imagine those people are super stoked about it. They're just so happy to see those offers stack and probably getting heck of a conversion yeah. rate from those people. Yeah, I'm sure they're doing well. Um well, it is that time. You want to take a shot at it? You want to take a shot at the parting shot? Okay. I will say this. Uh, kind of echoing a little bit from the start, and hopefully it rang true throughout the entirety of this episode, but Black Friday is kind of like marketing, just boiled down to its finest things. Kind of the principles you believe in year-round should be highlighted in, in your marketing strategies for Black Friday. But also... You should be willing to uh, play with the spectrum of aggressive versus conservative, I think, is a little bit of what we talked about. And you don't have enough data to make all the decisions you want to make on Black Friday. So you have to look at last year. You have to look at maybe even the year before. But you also need to be aware of outside factors that will impact those things because year to year is hard to rely, uh, hard to rely upon data. Um, it doesn't always tell the full story. So get as much data as you can, take it all with a grain of salt and, uh, you know, just try to have great offers. That's the secret to black Friday. Yeah, that's it. Right. Like, I think that's it. If I were to boil it down and we didn't even talk about this, if I were to boil it down, I would just say like the better you can make the offer. And, and I would even say better from like a good perspective and better from like a unique perspective. Like one of the things I would have called out, I should have called out on that MeUndies thing is that they didn't do 60% off or 70% off. They did 66% off, which I like, right? Like, yeah. so if you can make it like better, more unique, do some stacking. Like we were a little bit critical and kind of breaking down some stuff here, but like, honestly, it's exactly what you said. You don't have the data to make decisions. You got to make a lot of intuitive decisions in Black Friday because it's not like, oh, we can do it. We can test and then we can come back to it. Like, no, like you're kind of taking your shot. So um, yeah, just do your best and uh, we didn't really need all of that parting shot time. Just run good offers. That's a good point. John, thank you for joining me live on this Black Friday special live episode of Modern Commerce. Modern Commerce, if you have enjoyed this episode as much as I did shooting it with my friend John, then please click on the like button below to let us know you enjoyed it. Uh, hit the subscribe button so you're subscribed to our channel. Hit the bell icon to get notifications 
for whenever we drop new content onto our channel. And as always, Modern Commerce, until next time.